I'm Kayla. And I'm Lance. We are the Jaded Roses, and this is our Broken Mirror. Where we deep dive and take a really good look at ourselves, each other, and everything around us. Let's just hope we don't get any glass lodged somewhere unseemly. So we don't agree with with their top ten, which I did figure when I saw it. I was like, we're going to have lots of thoughts on this. So the ones that we individually, I guess, because we do differ a little bit. Yes. On being in our individual top ten. I think the two that we share mm-hmm. are The Conjuring and Hereditary, somewhere in there. Yes. I think you said you would also put The Ring, mm-hmm. and that's about where we stop. Yep. In developing our own counter top ten, I would like to bring up, not necessarily on its scariness factor, but on the literal making you think factor. Okay. Oculus. Oh, Oculus is a good one. It is one of my favorite psychological yeah. thrillers, and it just so happens to also fall into horror. I was going to say, that's definitely horror, too. So, yeah. It is very high on my list. I don't, I haven't, in quite a few number of years, focused on a top five, top ten yeah. you know, countdown. Same. Yeah. But Oculus is definitely up there i would also i'm trying to look over at my movie collection right now i did say i would rather put the purge in instead of sinister Sinister, and i think i'm holding into that because the purge the original purge is one of my favorite home invasion thriller movies and because it's home invasion i put it in the horror category that's fair trying to think of because like yeah so we're i'm definitely keeping conjuring the ring and uh hereditary in mind oh insidious was in there too so i'm keeping oh, insidious. Yes. insidious yeah can't forget that no so i'm i don't know how i did but <laughs> i'm already up to four and then and i'm at five. Ooh, dead silence that is probably the only movie that has given me nightmares before see if we're going off of that metric yeah i have a different one to add I have two different ones to add. But well, see, it's a good movie to me, just because, yes, like... Dead, Dead Silence is... Because James Wan is a fucking genius. Yeah. And there's, there's nothing... Nobody... I'm, I'm like, the meme of that guy. Like, James Wan is a genius. Mm-hmm. Change my mind. That's what I am. Yeah. But Dead Silence itself, it was very good at the time it came out. Well, see... I will definitely yeah. give it that. And I think that's why I'm counting as, because it was the only movie that I've ever seen that gave me straight-up nightmares right off the bat. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was okay. purely because of the fact, like, um, for me being able to hear and speak are two things I'm afraid of losing at some point. And mm-hmm. so when... Being able not to do one or both of them. Exactly. Taking away two things that I've essentially become like for my hearing it's pretty much been like i do the max i can to get the max i can get out of it but mm. yeah so the combination of those two because the only other movie and i'm I'm gonna say this just because i don't actually know the name of it this is one of those movies that um my sister had on she went out to smoke and i walked in on it <laughs> and so you might have told me about it 
Because, well, one is the one you're probably used to, which is the one that did give me nightmares for many years as a young kid before I knew about horror and stuff, was um, where a woman was strapped to a metal uh, slab. And uh, I remember Googling this shit, but I don't yeah. remember the name of the movie. It was like, I don't know, it was like a D movie, but it was so well done because they zoomed in on the mouth being super glued and then um, sewing of the lips and she had no ability to move, but you could see her eyes move rapidly. So she was very conscious of what was happening to her. Um, And then the other movie that I saw that had something similar happen, I don't know what it was, but it was a little kid looks down into a basement window and is a woman who's like in really pretty like lingerie dress. Um, she's sitting on what looks like a carousel, and she starts getting slits everywhere. Like, she starts getting cut, and she's blind, and she can't hear where it's coming from. But she's just getting cut up, basically. Like, in different mm-hmm. strands. And so, like, those two movies, I don't know what the names of those are, but those two scenes definitely haunt me. And I think that's why I'm not so scared. <laughs> because those two I saw when I was, like, under eight, I think. So, <laughs> right, yeah, there's a lot to be said for that because I think I was on the cusp of seven or eight when I saw Tim Curry's It. Oh, the yeah, first time. and uh, that's why to this day I'm afraid of clowns. Yeah, it didn't scare me of clowns, it was just like, oh, that's odd. <laughs> but also, Tim Curry is a fucking he's so gift good to the world. He is. I think another one, um, because so that's why I put Dead Silence in my top is because like that was the only other movie that's ever given me a nightmare. So I think on that respect alone for the horror genre, I'm going to put it in my top 10. If we're going that kind of route, the two most recent movies to legitimately give me nightmares. Yeah. Um, the first, I will preface by saying I watched it at about four in the morning. Cool. By myself. Good start. So it was pretty much destined to give me nightmares. So I don't know if I should count that against it or not. Was the Evil Dead remake. I mean, simply because I can handle a lot. Yeah. I can sit through any Saw movie, though younger me couldn't. I can sit through any amount of slasher movies. But when it comes to literal self-mutilation, it it does something to me. Yeah. I I just can't. Yeah, I had those issues when um, in Saw for certain things. One of them was like when they put their hands. Let's see, it was almost comical in Saw, but like the the one the other than because like the autopsy, his autopsy in four was the first time that like I almost threw up in a movie theater. Like my dad took me to see it, and I was like, I had to look at him, and I was like, I can't, I just can't right now. (laughs) But after that, it was. Uh, in five, at the end of five, when the guy has put his arm through the shredder mm-hmm. and he picks it up and half of his arm starts to fall away, that was the other time that I was like, huh, I can't, huh, yeah. huh. cause like, I'm so, I'm an empath. So I was, I was so much in that scene that like, if I was seeing that I would pass out. Like, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, I don't think that would be in my top though. No, I don't know if I'll put it in my top, but yeah. if that's the metric we're going with. The other one, mm-hmm. the one that did legit give me nightmares for probably about a week and a half mm-hmm. was The Ruins the first time I saw it. I don't think I remember that one clearly. I think I only saw it once or twice, though. Spoiler alert. 
it's the one where they go to uh it's the they're all seniors in college i think and one's like gonna be a med student one's going yeah, to... always is one med student right but he was needed <laughs> <laughs> they always they, are um they're in mexico for spring break and they decide to go to some uh unmarked mayan ruins mm. uh at the un, under the guide of a german tourist who is looking for his friend that went f- with some i think brazilian women <laughs> the day before or something and hasn't come back okay but they get there and like the mayan people or i guess mayan descendants i don't know if they still identify as mayan okay. keep them atop these ruins under the baking sun as the plants around them try to eat them cool and one of the most there are a few like just horrifying things again self-mutilation is one of the things that i just i can't it's why i almost it's why i did pass out watching gerald's game when the blonde of the group is just infested with these worms and shit from the plants and she's just carving into her skin trying to get them out and she's just like if i just get one more if i can just get one more and it's just I I can I can I feel the desperation that sort of just just get one more and I'll be better yeah. just one more then you have the when they they descend into the ruins to try and get I think they try to go in to get a satellite phone obviously to fall, to call for help mm-hmm. and the two women descend into the ruins uh, because they have to use like this this old timey well sort of structure where it's like a, a rope on a pulley system mm-hmm. um, and they don't want to break it. So they send the two women instead of the two guys. Yeah, that makes sense. And they get down there and they start hearing noises. And as they're looking around for the phone, because it's been going on and off for the past like two or three days. Mm-hmm. So somebody's trying to call, and it was the German dudes. So there's someone's trying to contact the German dude. They are obviously worried. Mm-hmm. And when they get down into the ruins, they can't find the phone because the fucking flowers are mimicking the ring of the phone. <gasps> cool. And that shit gave me nightmares. <laughs> well, I guess that's the thing. Like, I- Honestly, it wasn't even the self-mutilation. It was the fact that the plants were mimicking sounds. And I was like, that... I I would be I think I would resign at that point. Like I okay, you got me. I don't I don't see a way out of this. Yeah, you got me. Yeah, I think that's I think that my list is more so like I'm doing a combination just because I do think some of the ones that have scared me are good in that way. So for me, they count as good movies. Yeah. Oh, I forgot while we were going through the list. I don't know what reminded me, but. I have to share because I have to make Brian hate me. Brian's my other best friend, (laughs) by the way, for those who are listening. But when we were talking about Insidious, I didn't mention my story about watching Insidious. Okay. So, uh, like I said, we hung out a lot with our friend Carrie when we got our first apartment together. Yes. She was over there all the time. And around, I think it was around Halloween time, she brought Insidious over. So that we could all, like, take a night off, watch a scary movie, Mm -hmm. have fun. It got to the scene. It's been loosely established in the movie at this point. The Dalton's possessed. Yeah. But his brother, whose name escapes me, comments to uh, Renee, Mm -hmm. I think is her name, the morning 
one morning that like i really wish dalton would stop getting up at yes yeah and brian was sitting in a lounge chair and he just stood up and went done (laughs) to bed (laughs) that's too funny (laughs) that's gotta be because like okay my favorite people to watch scary movies with other than like you and past friends so that we can have intellectual conversations about them Mm -hmm. are the ones that jump yeah because i don't jump no it's got to be something super special to make me i love when other people jump so much yes i love watching jump scares with people and brian was one of those people Mm mm-hmm Anytime anybody did a soft jump scare, I mean, like, you know, the cliche of like the medicine cabinet closing and someone's in, uh, the, in the reflection, yeah. he would jump at that. Oh. So like, it, it would just, it would fill me with so much joy <laughs> to know he was getting spooked at the simplest shit. So at the point that he stood up and he was just like, done. <laughs> <laughs> I was on the floor. I had... Like, I had seen it before, but, like, I was like, Carrie, please, pause the movie, I'm dying. <laughs> it was just so good. Because, like, he hadn't even seen anything, you know? Because yeah. it's really loose up until that point. Mm-hmm. And then you start seeing him actually get up and walk around. Yeah. But, like, the boy's just like, I really wish he would stay in his bed. <laughs> That is such a good part. Like that, I remember that part being like, "Ooh, we're gonna see something soon." Right, and it look, y'all. If your children say they see something, you don't have to like reinforce it to them mm-hmm. that it's real, but entertain them. Yes. Don't just like, yeah, there's a monster in your closet, but like, get them to show you, get them to explain yeah. it to you. That's what you should do as a parent. I'm sorry to give parenting advice because I have literally zero children. But you need to be supportive of your kids. I swear to God, if one of my kids is in a coma and the other one's like, I really wish he would stay in bed, I wouldn't be like, look at you being a jokester. (laughs) What are you talking about? Like, talk to me more. Yeah. This is important. (laughs) Yeah. I would definitely be asking questions because like also kids like hear different things. And, like, they can't, I mean, like, some people have had it where, you know, the kid comes out saying, hey, someone's on my ring camera saying all these things to me. Right. So it's like, yeah. There's a man outside my window. Like, don't be like, oh, okay, that's cool. Yeah. Clearly they saw something. Yeah. They're not just, I know kids' imaginations do get the best of them, but, like, you can tell when it's, like, they're literally baking shit up Mm -hmm. and, like, they saw something that probably has a different explanation. Yeah. Like, when I, uh, when I was, like, probably three or four, I wrote on the wall my name and I said my sister, who had recently been born, wrote it. Oh. Believe it or not, my mom listened, said, oh, is that right? I said, yes. She let it go because that was the funniest lie she had heard. Yeah. <laughs> and that was, like, the lie I decided to go for <laughs> was the one who can't hold anything. That's the one doing it. I was fucking, from, like, kindergarten until, I guess until I could blame shit on my brother. Mm-hmm. My little brother's six years younger than me, by the way, for anybody listening. So until I was about, I don't know, nine I had an imaginary friend, and his name was Kevin. And I blamed everything on Kevin. So, like, one day, I'm outside, and for whatever reason, because, you know, 
I'm a I'm a boy. Boys do stupid shit when we're young. I'm sorry. Oh boy. I was throwing rocks at our bathroom window. Sure, your mom loves that. <laughs> especially especially when I broke it. Mm-hmm. Yes. And so she naturally came outside and was like, "What the fuck?" Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I was like, "Kevin did it." <laughs> like at that point, can you? I don't know. Is it like how old were you at that point? Nine. I I had to have been about seven, maybe eight. Okay. Um. Also, disclaimer: I was diagnosed with alopecia when I was about seven. So, like, I was acting out a lot. Yeah. At that age, because I was being ostracized by my peers, so I needed attention. At least that's how I'm psychologically ra- rationalizing it. Fair, fair. I, I, I do not, I honest to God, do not remember how my mom handled that situation. And I don't know how I would either at this point. <laughs> do you let it slide? You're just like, hmm, tell Kevin to be more careful. Or like, no, I mean, it, do you take him inside and spank him? Because like, I think you, should, you broke a window. You knew yeah. you were throwing a hard thing at a yeah. window. Say. And I, I mean, I'm, I'm not like super genius, but... No. At that age, I knew throwing a rock at a window, the end goal well, yeah. was to break said window. So I think in that case, honestly, I would have been like, I would if I was a parent to someone doing that, I think I would just call them out at that point. Like, there's reasonable listening to them because obviously a lot of times they're acting out or they're yeah. craving something. And you something. want to like, and you would rather encourage creativity. Activity, not necessarily lying Mm-mm. and escapism, yeah. but you want to encourage creativity yes. over stifling. And I think that's, in that case, it would have been like, no, Kevin didn't do that. You did that. And like, <laughs> no, kind of Honestly, like, at that point, I probably would have been like, no, Angela did it. Our neighbor at the time. <laughs> oh, we'll see. In that case, then. Because then, I know I blamed a few things on her, too. I was going to say, but in that case, then she could have then called you really out because then that's just you're lying about the neighbor. And that's right. not a nice thing to do. The point is, I didn't do it. Yes, I know. Lance didn't do it. Yeah, same way Kayla did not write Kayla on the wall in crayon. <laughs> if it wasn't your little sister, it was definitely the ghost. Exactly, it had right? to be the ghost, yeah. yeah. Or, it wasn't you. or the 12-year-old in the house who just happened to write my name on the wall. <laughs> <laughs> to get you in trouble. To get me in trouble. 12-year-olds are crafty like Exactly. They. 12-year-olds are really into what their three-year-old siblings are doing at that point. Really into it. (laughs) Super invested. Super invested. (laughs) You know what? This this bitch is almost a decade younger than me. She needs to go. (laughs) (laughs) I believe that was said the day my mom brought me home. (laughs) I believe this thing needs to go now. (laughs) See, when my mom brought Nick home, younger brother for anybody listening, Mm -hmm. Um, I was so excited, and then I proceeded to treat him like shit <laughs> for years. Yeah, like when um my older sister uh, says she really when my mom asked, "Do you want a younger sibling?" She said yes. I came home. Mm-hmm. She said, "Oh God, <laughs> not that one." Yeah, but then <laughs> when my mom and dad decided to have a baby after me, I said. I told my my mom said I'm pregnant. I said no. <laughs> no. And that was where I stood. <laughs> and she would ask, Are you excited for this sister? I would say, No. And I, I told apparently I told her at one point, like, she was allowed to come home. The baby was not allowed to come home. 
Yeah. <laughs> you were the baby. Exactly. I was the baby. I don't know what you're bringing home. But see, it's it's a little different. So I can give a little bit of credence to like your sister's attitude. Because I, other than my father, but I was basically raised by my mother by herself. I was her first child. Yeah. So when she had Nick, it wasn't oh, I'm going to be the middle child. It was more of, oh, mama's not going to have time for me. Well, see, that's how I thought of it, too. I'm not going to lie. Because, like, again, well, the reason why I'm saying that most likely is because at the time, you got to think of our age differences. My older sister was 12. I was, like, two. Because I was, like, yeah, I was, like, two when my sister was born. So I was, like, two-ish. And I'm being told, you know, there's going to be a baby coming in. And so everything that I got to do with mom. <laughs> and you were just like, no, I'm still baby. Exactly. So that's why I'm saying, like, I think that was what I was doing because of the fact, like, Rena was way older. So Rena was into things I didn't care about. Right. I was scared that she was kind of into my mom and Scooby-Doo time. I was scared <laughs> that the little creature was going to do that. And then apparently I fell in love with her. And apparently I was like, I demanded I was the mother for the most part. Oh. <laughs> Okay. Well, like, I acted like her mom. I was like, I want to feed her and stuff. Oh, Yeah, that lasted for a few years. And then, uh... See, meanwhile, I tried to kill my brother. That started happening uh, after <laughs> a while. Because my younger sister really knows she's the younger sister. <laughs> she knows who she is. Um, disclaimer, because I know that's still going in the final cut. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I didn't outright try to kill my brother. I was, and my mom will disagree if you hunt her down <laughs> and make her talk about it. But I was there. She was napping. Mm-hmm. I knew what my brain was doing. And I will honestly talk about it. I was trying to entertain him. He was a fucking baby. Oh, God. I was like six or seven. I didn't know how to take care of a baby. I also hadn't quite got a grasp of, you know, how particle physics work things in your hands properly i could squeeze a bottle of baby powder oh boy i was trying to entertain him uh-huh. he was in his crib and i climbed in his crib and he would laugh instead of cry when i'd pour some baby powder out of the powder bottle and you know it makes the smoke cloud and he'd be like ah! so that's what i did until unfortunately his entire fucking room filled with it Oh my god. And then I got scared. Because then I knew this is bad. I didn't know how bad, yeah. but I knew it was bad. Wow. So I walked out calmly. Uh-huh. I closed the door and I laid down in my bed. You know, that's what my older sister and my dad did to me, my younger sister. <laughs> I literally had the same reaction as a dude bro from Hereditary. Yeah. When you know you do something bad mm-hmm. and all you can do is just get in bed. Yeah. So I felt that, like, I've seen a lot of reviews online, specifically, that, like, that's not how you would react, but, like, how do you know you're gonna react? Because you know shit's gonna hit the fan. Yes, definitely. But you don't want to be the one initiating the shit hitting. Yes, definitely. So I'm just gonna get in bed. Yeah. Yeah. Because that way I can be like, huh? I just woke up. Yeah. What are you talking about? The problem is, and this is the part I think they don't think about usually. Moms usually find out somehow. Like, in Hereditary, Andy just walked out into her car and found out. And there was the body. Yeah. 
Right. Um, and all my mom had to do was, you know, walk into my brother's room mm-hmm. and it's fucking white. Yeah. So it's not like, you know, easy. I think that's the funny part to me. It's nothing easily hideable when people do it. It's like stuff that is like blatant. I feel like that's the main fallacy with younger minds. We can't, like, when we're young, mm-hmm. we can't see the future too well. We haven't experienced enough of the past. Yeah. To see the future. Even even if it's only by a couple of hours. We just, we lack that ability. So the entire attitude of when you do something bad is if I ignore it, it'll go away. Mm-hmm. As long as nobody goes in there, that's cool. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's the, the, the mode that my mind adopted. That's fair. I see that. As, as wrong as that assumption was, because my mom did eventually go into my brother's room and it was very white and it's not supposed to be that way. <laughs> she quickly surmised that I had to have done something because there was no way the baby powder bottle was in his crib without some sort of outside influence. That's true. Yeah, I got found out and now my mom frames that as a, I tried to kill my brother. I don't want to say that people don't account for it because you have to a little bit. But like when you have a child, you've had them for some time. Mm -hmm. They have gotten used to it just being you and them. Oh, yeah. Even if you ask them if they want a younger sibling, Mm -hmm. they don't know what that means. To be fair, I knew. I said no. (laughs) <laughs> right like you had a little bit of forethought so you were like Mm-mm-mm. no i like where i am yeah <laughs> i like my seat i personally don't recall my mom ever asking me that question i also don't know if i would have had the mental fortitude at that age to actually know what it meant well to be fair to have a younger sibling yeah my mom was already pregnant at a time so when she asked right. me so it was happening yeah when she asked me i said no and then she said well it's happening <laughs> So it was not just like a, oh yeah, I had no understanding. She said, "You, this is happening." I said, "No, it's not." <laughs> How dare you? Oh, okay, but it is. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, I feel that there is no right way. No, there is no accurate way to describe what it's going to be like mm-hmm. for that older sibling, especially if they are the first, mm-hmm. because all they know is mommy always has time for me. Yeah. That's that's literally all they know. It's never occurred to them that they have to share their time with someone else. With other people. Yeah. For the record, I'm not defending what I did <laughs> at all. I love I love my brother. I'm very glad that my apparent attempts to kill him did not work. <laughs> I didn't understand and all I knew at the time was if I can get him to laugh, I must be doing something good. I must yeah. be a good brother. It must be a positive thing about me. I didn't know how to reconcile that with, you know, basic fucking particle physics. Because <laughs> <laughs> I was fucking seven. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. I mean, you saw something was happening, you're like, I'm good. <laughs> yeah, I, I, think, I think I'm done here. Yeah. I'm, I've done I have change. done my job. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So we said we were going to fucking come up with the top ten. Oh, yeah. Um, We've been recording for three and a half hours. This one's going to be a bigger bitch to <laughs> edit than the last one. Mm-hmm. I have five. You should have like four. I have five. <laughs> okay. I we have, can do a top five. Yeah, I was going to say, I've had five the whole 
like almost the whole time. Ooh, we can do an official top ten of the podcast. Oh, so it's the combination of Taking ours. Taking five from each. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I know that we agree on The Conjuring mm-hmm. and Hereditary. Mm-hmm. Insidious. And Insidious. Mm-hmm. I think we agreed on Oculus, mm-hmm. at least in the top yes. ten. Yes. Okay, so what else do you have? I had the ring, but you don't like that that much. Right. Trying to think well, of others. We set up the podcast, so we'll average. Yeah. So I'm trying to think of the others I had. I had. Oh, I forgot that made up four. So we only have six now. Yeah. <laughs> That's why I'm saying, like, it's not really hot. Oh my God, math is so hard, <laughs> even if it's adding. Look, I'm halfway through my six pack. I Halfway through my six pack? Because I counted six. I'm halfway through well, my pack. 12 pack. Yeah. And I'm trying to think of other things too. I'm probably going to be re- repeating a lot because I'm my movie collection is not in the direction of my mic. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't know the Hannibal series. I feel like that's more psychological thriller no, than horror. I honestly don't think I can include any Friday the Thirteenth movies. Okay, that's fair. They're classics, but I don't. Yeah. I don't think they're particularly good or scary. No. I'll still watch yeah. them because you know I'm a horror fanatic, mm-hmm. but. You gotta revisit the roots every now and then. Yeah. So I think one for me may be um, The Craft. To me, is a good one. Craft. They're coming out with a sequel with that. They already have the sequel out. Oh, it's already out? It just came out this week. Oh, okay. <laughs> I knew something was happening really recent. I thought you were, like, gonna blow my mind with Carrie again. No. Like, with Carrie again. No, that one uh, just came out this week. I do enjoy The Craft very, very I much. I do, too. I feel like I'm literally just going to go through my movie collection real quick. That's fair. Uh, the, uh, the Alien series, which is more sci-fi than horror. Have you seen, it's not very horror-y, but have you seen Better Watch Out? Better Watch Out. I'm not sure if I have, to be honest. Put it on your list. It's a Christmas horror movie. Okay. Put it on your list. I will. It is so good. I think about the horror movies, too. Oh, the Chucky franchise? Because we were shocked there was no Chucky. That Chucky is a good series. I will say Chucky 1, Child's Play. I feel like it's rather brilliant and cr- cliched at the mm-hmm. same time because of the voodoo. Yeah. Whatever. I like that, yeah. You have uh, part 2, which feels like a fairly organic continuation of the story. It still has Andy. Um, He's actually facing repercussions of what happened in the first one. It's not just like, oh, he's later in life now. <laughs> I do feel, and I've seen online where people list part 3 as one of their favorites, but I actually don't like Child's Play 3. <laughs> the whole military angle just doesn't do anything for me never That's have right. never will yeah. I, I know i've seen like it's one of those times where it's like i've seen so many movies why can't i think of any of them right because they're all shit horror shit why do i like this genre i do have the collector and i guess we can throw in the crow into horror i guess yeah they're technicality yeah i mean it's it's hyper emo movie yes. i feel like that falls into horror okay that works for me then I do like Joyride a lot. I don't know that. Brother number one is going on a, I think, a cross-country drive with his girlfriend at the time. Mm-hmm. Just to kind of, you know, get away, take some time. Yeah. And they end up, or are they going specifically to pick up his brother from jail? Either way, they end up picking up his brother from a jail in a different state. And they're trying to get back home. But they get a CB radio and they start fucking with a trucker. Oh. Like, really bad. And he hunts them down and 
tries to kill them. God. It's it's a very big like not necessarily morality play, but it's yeah. like don't don't fuck with people you don't know. Yeah, that's my game always. <laughs> Another good one is um I know what you did last summer. Yes. Yeah. What are you waiting for? That was so good. Um, oh, I have a uh, a story about that. Have I told you about my? I don't. I know what you. I don't know what you did last summer. Have I told you about my? I know what you did last summer story. I don't think so. I was in middle school. Oh boy. Um. So you might be surprised because I'm really introverted, but I was also very attention seeking as a child. Like in elementary school, one of my first trips to the principal's office was because I yelped out in the middle of the cafeteria like uh, Tom does in Tom and Jerry when he gets his tail stuck <laughs> in something. I was dared to do that oh. by um, a fellow student. There, yeah. And in middle school, I forgot what the context was, but doesn't remember. I got called to the principal's office because at recess... I threw out my hands like Jennifer Love Hewitt because when I was a kid, my favorite actress was Jennifer Love Hewitt. And I know what you did last summer, screaming to God, what are you waiting for, huh? What are you (laughs) waiting for? I got invited to the principal's office. Invited, yeah, that's, yeah. Oral invites. But yes, I know what you did last summer is, I feel like a millennial classic. Yeah, definitely. It's it's almost on par with Scream. yeah another good one i would definitely associate the two definitely another good one is actually half house of wax i assume you're talking about the remake with parasol yeah okay yes yes uh i will say it was very much a victim of its time Mm -hmm. because timing is everything with horror we've said it before it came out in the remake craze which to be fair the whole house of wax story did need an updating Mm -hmm. i feel like it fell into a lot of traps in that it used a lot of tropes that recent movies around that time had been using so it went very largely unnoticed and Mm underappreciated but i will say to its credit it uses, I forget which sip, Slipknot song, but it does use Helena in its uh, closing credits. I don't remember and that. And I do remember that offhand. I love that you do. Uh, but it also does use a Slipknot song. Two bands that are very important to me mm-hmm. later on in life. At the time, it was just like, yeah, this is a hardcore. Uh, except I was listening to my Chemical Romance at the time. <laughs> But it definitely, like, I'm pretty sure it's the opening song for the closing credits is Helena. But also, Jared Padalecki. Yes. Because he's a fucking giant Mm -hmm. moose dressed up as a human, I guess. Mm -hmm. And then there's Paris Hilton. My favorite part of the movie itself is watching a fucking pipe get rammed into Paris Hilton's skull. I actually actually really Um, like it. It also has Marilyn Manson music in it. Oh my god, the three! Uh, when the sister is kidnapped and she's being held and she, you know, she's trying to push her fingers through the grates and shit, um, Cut Up Dried and Dead to the World by Marilyn Manson is playing huh. from one of my favorite albums, Antichrist Superstar. Like, that movie, I, look. I like that, that movie. movie pretty much taught me that I could be the music producer for my- <laughs> <laughs> My taste matters. Yes, that's true. It proved taste matters. And especially with the horror genre, because mm, 
also a psychological thriller because Trent Reznor is doing his own like whole thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, hopefully you know who Trent Reznor is from Nine Inch Nails. Yeah, fame. yeah. But like, I used to have because he contributed to. He's done a few more movies since, but the first of his soundtracks that I downloaded was "The Girl with the Dragon Tattoo." The U.S. remake right. is just so good. Like, I would have that on repeat while I was reading to keep me concentrated. It is very calming. The only exception is the remake of Immigrant Song, which I is a good song, but at the same time shouldn't have been remade from Led Zeppelin. But, you know, that's me being a purist. Yeah. Trenton Reznor, man, he's he's doing shit. Yeah. And especially like his recent Nine Inch Nails albums. I dig it. Mm-hmm. I'm proud of him. That's good. And only because I mentioned uh, <laughs> Marilyn Manson earlier. Um, according to the laws developed by Marilyn and trent mm. uh it's not gay unless your dick gets hard <laughs> <Jesus>. <laughs> that's in Marilyn manson's autobiography is it really yes also i have read Marilyn manson's autobiography wow <laughs> it's not gay unless your dick gets hard huh. i mean i guess fortunately question mark for me is uh pretty much every time <laughs> But anyway, where were we? Uh, we? We talked about House of Wax. Yes, we talked about House of Wax. Would you put that in your top ten? I would, yeah. Okay, so I'll add that. Um, obviously, for obvious reasons, because obviously, obviously, I have to put Scream in. Yes, I, know. I did mention last episode is my favorite movie. Period. Mm-hmm. Point blank. So four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. We have one movie left. Hmm. I feel like you and I have seen a lot of horror movies together. I can't think of any. Well, because they've mostly been shit, yeah. like Lights Out oh, and yeah. what else have we seen? We've oh, seen... you've seen um, Split, I think it was called? Split. Yeah. That was... I'm sorry, but if you demonize mental conditions, you're literally the worst person. Mm-hmm. One I liked in my youth a lot, and I feel like indirectly inspired me to be a scientist, because obviously Jurassic Park inspired me to be a scientist, yeah. was Mimic. I don't think I know that. Uh, Guillermo del Toro with the uh, roaches. So the the children of New York were being battered by, I believe, a virus spread by roaches. Oh. And so these biologists in New York made what they called the Judas breed. And they were a specific type of roach that would infiltrate the nests and then basically kill everything in the nest. Through release of a special toxin that like they developed and incorporated into their genes, mm-hmm. what that led to was the evolution of basically fucking mega roaches that learned to mimic humans. Ooh. Right, it is so far fetched, yeah. and I fucking love it. It is it is peak nineties. <laughs> well, I guess that speaks for but itself. It spawned two sequels that are both shit. Uh-huh. I think it might have spawned three, but they're all shit. But the first mimic is glorious and i want to say it came out in like 98 the other pretty much classic um because it got in on the ground floor with a lot of now very famous people the faculty i don't remember that one but um because you said that because i know i've seen the screen title and everything of it um you actually just remind me about uh ginger ginger snaps ginger snaps i feel like that goes Almost. I no. I'm gonna be. I'm gonna be lying if I finish that sentence. So I'm not gonna do that. 
Okay. Um, but mentally in my brain. So I'm going to restructure it. Okay. In, in my brain, um, I know factually that they are indeed very different movies. But when I think of Gender Snaps, I can't help but think of The Craft. Oh, yeah. Which is weird because I enjoy The Craft so much more. I love The Craft. <laughs> I don't understand why. Maybe they, were they marketed at the same time? I think so. By the same company or anything? I think they still. my brain has just inseparably joined the two. I think they were about the same time here they were being released. So it may have been the era of which it was released, most likely. Wrong turn, Saw. I'm just naming yeah. franchises at this point. I might put Saw on mine. The original Saw. I like that one. I would be down for that one. My three favorite series of all time, in no particular order, are Scream, Harry Potter, and Saw. So, I think on principle, I have to put Saw on mine, which puts us to ten. Okay, that's fine. Only because it was so impactful to me the first time I saw the first movie that I told my fucking grandma about it. <laughs> The next day. I. Why did you have the urge to go tell your grandmother? She was in direct proximity. Poor lady. It's location, 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 guys. Oh, right. That's the most important, and you were just at the wrong place. Your own house. That's too much. To recap, yes. we have four that we agree on, so I'm pretty sure those are going to end up in the top four. Mm-hmm, definitely. Conjuring, Hereditary. Oculus and Insidious. For our individuals, we have The Purge, which was mine, mm-hmm. The Ring, which was yours, yep. The Craft, which I'm crediting to you because you mentioned it, okay. uh, Scream, obviously, which is mine because uh, I'm awesome. And <laughs> if that's anywhere near number 10, I'm going to be salty about it. House of Wax, which I'm going to credit to you. Okay. And Saw, which I'm going to credit to me. That's fair. And look, it's it's actually super fair because we each got three aside from the four. Oh, that's good then. That's perfect. <laughs> right. Nobody took precedence. Look, it works. It works perfectly. We might have to debate really heavily on the top four. Mm-hmm. I feel like we can each make cases for our lower six. Okay. So yeah. I naturally would put mine on top of yours. but <laughs> um, So I'm going to rank. I'll take my three. Purge, Scream, and Saw. Okay. And put them in the order I believe that they belong in, which I don't think will surprise you at all. Mm -hmm. And then you can, and you take your three, and then we'll meet, and whichever ones, so for my one and your one Mm -hmm. out of those three, we'll make cases, talk about them. I'm sorry, but whatever one you decide is probably going to get doomed to number two. (laughs) I'm just going to warn you now, because you know what my number one is, and I don't back down. What's going to be number one? You know what my favorite movie is. I know is. what your favorite movie is. Yes, so you know what my... I mean, your top we're choice We're not talking be. about... Yeah, we're not talking about Conjuring, Hereditary, Oculus, or Insidious. No, we're talking about our that, those, those are our top yes, four. Yes, yeah. definitely. So, I've, number five is going to be Scream. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I, I am forever sorry. That's fair. And I will give, I, if we tie in the DAs, I will defer to you. Okay. That works. Yeah. Okay. okay. So I'm, I'm just going to go ahead and put that in the final. Okay. Whatever you would have picked for your number one, I am completely fine with defaulting that to number six. I do Hustle Wax Nights, I think. Which is 2005. Yeah. I 
think I would do House of Vines. That's, that came out. Because I think it was the year after Three Cheers came out. So now we get to actually debate because I'm, I'm so sorry. Scream's always going to win. That's fine. And if y'all want to at me, fucking at me. They will. I, I, I will trivia your ass into the ground. <laughs> this series alone gives me more power than you. Wow. So... We have, for me, the Persian Saw and you, the Ring and the Craft. Yes. My number two pick is Saw. Okay. What is your number two? My number two is the Craft. For the record, I will not. If I do, I'm going to retract it because we are going off of the Soul movie. So I'm not going to bring up all of the overarching story through the now eight Saw movies. Almost nine because technically Chris Rock is remaking or adding whatever i'm not gonna talk about like jigsaw's story because we have no idea who he is in the first Mm. one and we're just gonna go off of the premise you wake up in a fucking fluorescent bathroom with your ankle tethered by a chain to the wall yes as far as why i think the first saw is so good at the time other than possibly hostile that's the only other franchise that i know to compare it to but i don't know which came first yeah off the top of my head but i know i was exposed to saw first i feel like it was that horror movie that horror needed it wasn't outright bloody no it wasn't outright gory Mm -hmm. it would it made you think when you finished that movie you had to sit there and think, would I be able to saw through my leg if it meant living? Yeah. Or would I be trapped there like Adam? It's not necessarily like a moral quandary no. yet because that's also a part of it is do they deserve to be in there? That's true. Because Adam was the photographer that sold his photos to blackmailers and Dr. Gordon was the cheating husband that was trying to have an extramarital affair at the expense of ignoring his family and Adam had the evidence against Mr. Mr. Gordon. But like they were specifically chosen so that when that connection... Mm-hmm became apparent they had to choose among themselves does this person matter more than me do we matter the same are we on the same level and i feel like that is a comparison for the record comparisons between people are usually not healthy no but when you are faced with a life or death situation like that Mm -hmm. like you too will be trapped here yeah until you are dead. Unless one or both of you can literally chop off your own foot and make it out. That is when comparisons are necessary because even in that moment, maybe your look at Dr. Gordon, was he, like if I were in his shoes, Mm -hmm. granted I would try my best not to be the cheating husband ignoring his family, but should I find myself in that predicament? I don't know if in that moment I would agree with my life being worth that much effort. Yeah. But at the same time, Adam has broken his saw. Is his life worth me risking mine? Is his future worth enough for me to attempt to get out? Yeah. Even if it means that I will be maimed forever. It's definitely psychological. Yeah, I don't want to put it on the same, like, par as something like Socrates or Plato or whatever. But, like, it's it's that level of thinking. You're not just like, oh my god, these people are in a really fucked up situation. What are they going to do? That movie, that specific film, that hour and a half of 
in my opinion, film gold. At the end, leaves you feeling like, holy shit, what would I do? Yeah, I think that's fair. So it's my turn to defend. One more sentence and then you can. But like that ties into what I was saying before that like the horror genre needs to explore humanity. Yes. It It needs to test waters. It needs to make you think. Yeah. And I feel like Saw does that. It does make you think. It does. There's no doubt about that. Now you may defend your fellow witches. <laughs> I mean, I'm not declaring, you know, they're teaching you so much about humanity, but they are teaching you a lot about how quickly people can turn on you. It's a different type of psychology. It showed you how people are telling you they're bad, like that group is bad. So you're seeing prejudice within, you know, a structure like school. And you are shown that, okay, maybe they're mis- just misunderstood because you do begin to feel empathy for them, for their situations. You see one, you know, has an abusive family. One has burns on a George Harrow body. One just is dealing with the fact that she mother died in birth with her. And it's stuff like that. I mean, we don't really learn about what the other witch does. For the most part. We know she's targeted by racists. But that's about it. Mm-hmm. And that was the thing too. They do talk about racism in it. Because one of the main witches is African American. And mm-hmm. they do point out like, you know, she does get targeted. She does get bullied by what is perceived as a classic um, rich bully. Female, you know, blonde, all these things. And then once they become witches, you know, she slowly loosens her hair. And you can tell... A moment of humanity is where they saw tipping. Because in her situation, actually, it became when she saw that she was completely bald on the floor of the shower. And, like, that was a real hard image for her to recognize. But the power that they have, and that was something else, like, it's just about law power. It goes from being about friendship and protecting each other to becoming about just the power they have and anything to protect the power. You see that in the way they use the men in the story, which I do appreciate. <laughs> they use the men as, um, you know, chess pieces in what they're doing. I do think that's an interesting mark because usually the men, even if they're not witches themselves, they become part of the big, you know, plot line somehow when they shouldn't. Uh, it pretty much they focus on these four young women who had a classic high school friendship go bad. The only difference is, like, they have powers now. They have something that's not equal to, you know, money, but it's like a similar thing. It's as if they were all given money, and so now they're acting poorly because they feel more entitled to. And it changes not only how they use the magic, but how they treat each other when it comes to using the magic. So I think that's all part of it as well. And I think it's, like, really, is a really similar situation like most people will deal with at some point just based on the friendships alone. Mm-hmm. Um, I just think it is universal as well. I also think it's really powerful um, how the witches, um, their best friends, they know each other's darkest sec- secrets. They're part of their coven. So that means like you were, you, it's like the ultimate battle of power, pretty much. And, you know, it's who's willing to actually use the power for what's supposed to be used for not for selfish purposes. That's all I got on it. <laughs> I feel like that was good. I would like to say that uh, Kayla's well aware, and I am well aware, <laughs> that she is talking to a man. <laughs> but I do not support any form of patriarchy. And 
I was raised by a single mother who, um, honestly, if we're being 100% completely honest, has probably instilled in me some sort of complex, constantly berating me about how men are bad. Men are awful. <laughs> so it's okay if we use them as chess pieces. Yeah. It's not like, it's not like, it, I mean, like, the thing is, too, like, it's not like women don't get used as chess pieces all the time. No, because that's movies. the usual yes, trope. exactly. Yeah. So, like, before you come to saying, well... To see it reversed is a very good affirmation. Yeah. So, it's like, it is all about the equality of, yeah, women are used all the time as chess pieces. This movie calls out using... But now we have the exactly. power, Exactly. So. Like, just get over it. Um, I got you. So... Okay, so I went with a more moral, philosophical, quandary arena with it, and you focused more on the societal comments of the craft. Now, I will say that when it comes to philosophy versus societal discourse, I am more partial to societal discourse. So yours hit a little closer to home than... Because it, it is very difficult for the average person yes. to put themselves in a situation in which they are not. I know that doesn't completely make sense. But like watching Saw, the purpose of Saw, the first one, was to make you think... Could I do that? Would I do that? But it's so hard to get the general audience member to put themselves in that situation. Yeah. To bring about a reaction that is genuine in that I could try to get out, but would I save this dude that's trying to blackmail me kind of deal? And as an empath, I latched on to what they were doing. So that's why I went the more moral philosophical route with it that makes sense but especially in these times the list goes ever onward of women and racial minorities being discriminated against so i am very very partial to the struggles of others even if i do not face them myself again as an empath i feel your pain i may not be there directly because unfortunately i am a white male so i have not had to experience most if any of it but i i do realize that i have been gifted simply because i am what i am so i am inclined to bow the contest to you okay so the craft is seven Number seven okay. it is between the ring and the purge Ooh. battle for the bottom honestly I'll hand it over to the purge for number nine. The purge is very much more solid to me than the ring. I will say, as far as supernatural things go, I do see. I know I I talked pretty much at length about how I feel about the ring, but like I I know what its origins were. Mm -hmm. And a lot of things had to be changed when it came over here because we just simply don't have the same culture as Japan does. Exactly. So I just feel like a lot of the genuine feeling behind it got a little muddled. I also, for the people listening at home, was for a very long time, until the last couple of months, uh, attempting to learn Japanese by myself with one of my, not end goals, but one of my milestones was going to be trying to get through the novel Ringu by myself. Oh, wow. And that just 
that happened. <laughs> Work got really stressful, so I had to eliminate any sources of stress at home yeah. just to keep myself any sort of level. But for me, The Purge will forever stick out as an action movie. Mm-hmm. Because that's kind of what it is. With a home invasion, which makes it fall into horror for me. Mm-hmm. But, fuck, where were we? Future Lance, I'm so sorry. I know I ended up in a really weird place. <laughs> uh, but yeah. So, the only thing we have left to decide mm-hmm. is the order of the top four. Okay. So, between The Conjuring, Hereditary, Oculus, and Insidious. I think Hereditary is number one. Okay. I mean, I don't know what you felt. Between these, I th- I think I might agree with you. Okay. Because Hereditary's got that 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 um that good good existential spirit, yes, which a lot of modern horror movies do not. Yeah, and they have the existential and truly just graphic. <laughs> There's something to be said because a a lot of because even like The Conjuring and Oculus. Uh, not not Oculus, but Insidious and The Conjuring focused a lot more mm-hmm. on the jumpy scares. Not so much on the what is life kind of scares. Yes. But Hereditary was like, what the fuck my parents got? Yes. What do I got? That was... <laughs> what are my children gonna got? <laughs> it was wild. I love it still, but it's wild. So I will definitely agree. Hereditary should Number go one. first. And then we have Insidious, Oculus, and... Conjuring. Conjuring for me is probably number two. What do you think? I'm having a real hard time thinking of anything but the clapping scene. Oh, yeah. That still gives me chills. Like, bitch on top of the wardrobe makes me jump, but that, like... Yes. From behind her in the dark, just... I would shit my pants. I love it. And now it's literally all I can think about. I can see it in my brain. What else happened? Dude was a trucker. In the... The dog. I don't want to think about the dog. Yeah, dog happened. The little toy. The little toy. The little toy. Um, that the little girl has. See, I'm confusing one with two now. Because until you said girl, I was like, no, that's in two where he's using it for speech. No, it's the little girl who has the mirror one. Mirror one. Oh, yeah. Because yeah, that's how um Lorraine sees... Hanged boy, or whatever mm-hmm. the fuck his name is. Exactly, and um, there was these scenes of just her slamming her head against the wardrobe. Wasn't it? Yes. Because yeah. holy shit! Again, self mutilation is one of yeah <laughs> the quickest way to get to me. Oh, and then the one where um, the woman is spewing herself into the mouth of um mom of the story. <laughs> yes. Because that was the scene I always remember. Yes. Oh, in that movie, too, um, their little girl gets haunted by the ghost, but it was through the Annabelle doll. Right. Yeah, isn't it? Cause, again, James Wan's a fucking genius. But is it not in the first one, the ghost, like, attacks Lorraine, and she sees the vision of the nun? The nun is not... Like, like that's where we're initially introduced. Nothing is explained, but she, like, freaks the fuck out. And then we're explained in, like, the second one. That's what she saw. We're told that when... It was nothing to do with that specifically. It was to do with uh, what she saw during that one exorcism. That's what leads us to the nun. That Ed was would die. Yeah, because in the fir- in the second movie, at the start, it starts at um, the Amityville house. 
And that's when that's when she while they're exercising it, she's like That's "Ah." when she sees the nun for the first time. Right. Like that's when it's told it's the nun. In the first movie we're just seeing the flashback of the exorcist. See, James Wan is such a fucking genius. I wanna give him more credit than he has. Could you could you imagine that setup? I cannot. No, is I would love that that she just like freaks out in the first movie for almost no mm-hmm. fucking reason, and we there's no payoff to it until the second one. Yeah, fat bitch that doesn't go anywhere. We have the tree. Is the tree in the first one? Or the, one? the tree's in the first. Oh, the tree where Ed is threatened. The, the really long branch tree. Oh, the long branch tree is in the first one where because she okay, hates herself in there. I thought you were talking about the second right. movie where the tree is uh, electrocuted, like struck by lightning and cut. Oh yeah, and breaks yeah. the, the house. Yeah. So there was there's a tree in both. <laughs> yeah, because I knew there was a storm in the second, but the first one was I mean relatively calm. Yeah. Also, wanna it's not related. Okay. To the first one, but the um, my house. <laughs> the yes. Scariest fucking thing i had experienced up until that point in my life (laughs) i had not anticipated that was going to happen it was good i was just like i knew something would happen Mm -hmm. because she's flipping through channels too fast i was like no honey you're you're inviting it (laughs) you're inviting it my house (laughs) (laughs) fuck (laughs) anyway so conjuring is very good i feel like insidious is number four it probably is, unfortunately. I want it to be higher, but at the same time, it's not like it. the series got much better. I hate to say yeah. that. Well, I just feel like Oculus is better, slightly. No, I feel that. Because, like, Insidious is, like, a ride, mm-hmm. but, like, until the very end, you feel like you know what's happening. Yes. With Oculus, they start off from a bat, and they're just, like, it leaves you with, like, is this... Is this mirror evil? Yeah. Are y'all just crazy? What? Like, they con- they constantly switch it up. And then you'll have, like, scenes where clearly something's wrong with the mirror. But at the same time, the very next scene, she's the one switching up the, the apple and the light bulb. Yes. And it's just like, okay, but are you crazy or is the mirror evil? Could be both. That's where I am right yeah. now. And, I mean, you, you are... Uh, forgot your name for a second i wanted to call you andromeda but (laughs) (laughs) kieran gillen yes that's who it is i love her uh because she has pretty much the same name as a comic book artist that brian and i like oh okay who is a dude (laughs) (laughs) all right for the record, if you're into comics, the one he does is, uh, I was about to say The Young and the Restless. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> no, Brian would kick me in the balls. <laughs> Look, I'm having a hard time. I'm drunk. Yes and yes. But the comic series is about these gods that get reincarnated every so often. Um, By every so often, I mean every few hundred years. And they possess... Wicked and the Divine. That's the name. The Wicked and the Divine. Oh, like I know that. And they inhabit bodies on Earth during their reincarnation. And they have powers. And they only live for a certain amount of time. Hmm. Like, maybe 30 years or something. Wow, okay. But I've read, like, the first three full volumes of it, which encompasses, like, maybe 15 or 16 chapters of the comic. Mm -hmm. It's quite good. 
I know it's still ongoing. Uh, and once I have some disposable income, I'm gonna pick it back up again. <laughs> the Wicked and the Divine. It's, it's quite good, and there's some LGBTQ friendly stuff oh, in cool. it. So feel free. Feel free. So the official listing for uh, the Jaded Roses and the Broken Mirror podcasts: ten best, not necessarily scariest, but best horror movies of all time are as follows. Number ten we gave to 2002's The Ring. Number nine went to The Purge, which I forget what year it came out, and I'm not about to look it up because my phone's about to die. We then gave number eight slot to Saw, which I believe came out in 2000, I was about to say four, and I think that's a lie. I think in 2006. It could be right. Yeah, um, Somewhere in, before 2010. Yeah, definitely before 2010. Then we gave number 10, 9, 8, 7, number 7 goes to the craft we gave number six to what we believe is 2005's house of wax i was about to confuse myself between the number and the year number five goes to i I really had to think about it number five goes to scream number four goes to insidious which came out in 2010. We then have Oculus for number three. We have The Conjuring, which came out in 2013 as our number two pick. And number one goes to 2018's Hereditary. I will very much encourage you, basically because I've mentioned it before, but also because it is just a phenomenal film and made by the same dude who made Hereditary. You need to watch Midsummer as soon yeah, as possible. I know I do. I'm going to plug to everybody. Y'all need to watch uh, Ryan Holliger's, if you like horror, watch Ryan Holliger's horror film reviews on YouTube. They're so good. The dude knows what he's talking about. I won't say that he's the reason I now have Hereditary on such a high part of my list because I've always thought it was very good, but he is the reason that it's in my top five. That's fair. He he just enlightened me to so many aspects of that movie that I missed the first time through. Uh, with our uh, top 10 best, not necessarily scariest, because I think we would be here for even longer than we've been yeah. recording, which is almost five hours. <laughs> I think I think we've done our best and uh you shall hear from us again very soon. Yes. Uh, remember in the meantime we are very pretty. We are very thorny and we are very much over this bullshit. Mm-hmm. And with that, bye guys. Bye.